an array of top secret, highly secure locations across South Texas. This is the Spurs Insider, the podcast whose magic number is always infinity. I am your host, Mike Finger, joined as always by Express News Sports Editor Nick Talbot, Express News Beat Writer Tom Ringo Orsborne, and the polarizing Jeff McDonald. And I'm going to start out, just be candid right from the beginning, um, we're stuck in a rut. I'm stuck in a rut. We're, 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 we're playing out the string. It feels like we're playing out the string, going through the motions. Does anything that happens for the rest of this season of the Spurs Insider, as it reaches its thrilling conclusion, does it even matter? Or are we just kind of twiddling our thumbs for the next two weeks, waiting for the inevitable conclusion that we all know is coming. I know I'm supposed to, to, to be positive and to, to urge our viewers. And I know they're not viewers, they're listeners to, to look at the bright side of things. But, but, but does this, does anything really matter? I open it up to the floor. This is a big oh. change from last week. You're all sunshine and rainbows last week. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It, it's not negativity. But, uh, quite an it's existential so, question there, Mike. Yeah, does are, anything are you, really matter? Are you are you okay over there? This isn't negativity per se, more than it is. Maybe I'm I'm just wondering when it comes to our local cagers, which is supposed to be the the premise, the subject of this podcast. So so we can just stick with that. Like, does it matter what happens the next couple of weeks? Does does it really matter? Does it really matter? Do do we? I think we they're going to they're going to make 10th place, right? Yeah. Uh, probably. They're, they're going to win a couple of games. Barring something unforeseen from the New Orleans Pelicans, this the local cagers, the San Antonio Spurs are going to finish in 10th place in the Western Conference. Like that's I, I, I think the like the, let's say the Spurs finish 2 and 6 over their last 8. Like the Pelicans would have to go what? Five and two over their last seven to pass them, which is just not going to happen. Like the Pelicans are, are on the road for the rest of this season too, all against playoff teams. So the Spurs are going to finish tenth, and then it's going to come down to if if I can stop being nihilistic. Well, then something that matters is a, is the play-in game, and if the Spurs win two play-on play-in games during the playoffs. But it seems like we're we're kind of just spinning our wheels here for the next two weeks. If and if anybody wants to talk me out of that, go ahead. I'm not going to be the one to talk to you. Well, that. I, I've been telling you that all <laughs> season. Like I finally feel vindicated. But I think the difference is up until this point when the, I don't remember when the last podcast, uh, it might've been two podcasts ago when the Spurs beat the Pelicans to kind of end the Pelicans threat. Like it's been, before then, there was something to play for. There was something that was uh, unresolved. Uh, since then, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the point is. I'm still really starting to worry about <laughs> you. Like, Do we need to send someone to your secure location to check on you? <laughs> no, it's, it's totally secure. Like, there's no <laughs> way anybody could get in. It sounds oh, a lot like, he sounds a lot like Charlie Brown about to kick a football. Wow. Uh, 
Um, I don't know. Talk, talk, talk me out of that. Like, the local I'm not even... cagers, the local cagers aren't going through the motions. I don't, I don't see that at all. I, you know, uh, you know, they, uh, they were up on Boston. Of course, that was an epic meltdown, but they were up on Boston 32. They fall down 17 to Philadelphia. They fight back, almost pull that out in overtime. Yeah. You know, Utah game, Utah is a well-oiled machine, as, as Rudy Gay said. And they, they you know, they they came back in the second half, played better. I don't, I just don't see them going through the motions. I, I think they're. My point you know, is, yeah. I, I th- you're, you're correct. And this isn't even a reaction to, to, um, to losses. Like, like that's not uh, what has led to this outlook. Um, because like the, the, like I've said over and over again, even the losses, there's a bright side to those because the, when you're in the middle of the NBA, the, you're either getting closer to a higher playoff seed or you're getting closer to a higher draft pick and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like everything that happens to Spurs this year is fine. It's just, we, I think the play in game in general is a, is a positive thing for the league. Um, because so many more teams are in it. Um, it gives like the Lakers and the Mavericks and the Blazers who were there trying to avoid that seventh seed. I'm enjoying watching them, uh, kind of have like, there's, there's impetus there for them to play well and, and for mm-hmm. them to have to avoid that playing game. I think it's a good thing. I think the Spurs are the one team in the middle of this who kind of have it set. Like they're probably not going to move up. They're probably not going to move down. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's it's not about blowing that lead to Boston or 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 losing to Philly or uh, or Utah. It's just they're they're kind of set, and mm-hmm. and that that's my point here. It's not doom and gloom. It's just uh, I, I I don't see much in the range of outcomes over the next couple of weeks that changes the most likely ending, which is. A, a finish in the 10th seed and then a trip to whoever has the ninth seed in a one game playoff. But right. has that changed since but, last week? I mean, the, that kind of seems to be. Of, the, yeah. I, I guess what the, what the, uh, what the loss with the three losses did do is remove any kind of possibility or I, I guess realistic possibility that there could be some jockeying for, Moving up to eighth, moving up to you know a, a, a situation where they just have to win one game rather than than two. Well, when it, the, okay. it, it seems like it seems like what the last three losses did is cement. Okay, uh, well, I can't talk you out of that, but okay. I, I think when the story of this season is written, besides the COVID mess and you know COVID kind of sidetracked the season for a lot of teams, but specifically for the Spurs as well. But aside from that, when the story of the Spurs season is written, it's going to be, they're just horrible luck in overtime. They are one in six, and yeah. they played yeah. seven overtime games, which is almost a club record. The record is eight for a season. And by the way, that's eight in an 82 game season. They played seven overtime games. They've gone one in six in them, which is hard to do. Like, Overtime games are kind of a coin flip. That's kind of like losing six of seven coin flips in a row. So, you know, if they win, if they win roughly half of those, they win three out of the four or, you know, they get really lucky and win four out of the four out of the seven. Then then maybe your your nihilistic outlook is a little different right now. They have a little more to play for in the, in the final couple of weeks. But the, the overtime 
just they're just going to overtime a lot and not being able to pull out hardly any of them has been sort of a storyline of the season. Can I beg to differ with that? Uh, no, because I'm right. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. No, let's move on. I don't. I don't consider coin flips. I mean, I don't consider overtimes coin flips necessarily, especially when they're played against teams like this. When when that game against the Sixers, when you had the San Antonio Cube Stakes, you know the backups who were playing inspired ball above their head, what have you. Like the, the when that goes to overtime, it's a loss. And, and you can I think say in, that about any, any cases. Any, you, you can say that about any specific overtime game, but when you have seven of them and you win one, that's 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 some bad I luck. I, I don't think any. I don't think any of those are coin flips. I think most of them. Most yeah. of the time, when teams goes when when games go to overtime, the better team wins. The Spurs haven't necessarily been the better team in most of them. I think you're talking about not not losing six of seven fifty fifty. Uh, games but more like you're losing six of seven 60 40 okay it was still bad coin, luck. Coin, coin flips 65 35 i'm not i'm not sure it's bad totally bad luck uh-huh. um, but yeah, yeah point point taken that record could be better and and uh i do i i should point out that you know, when all the people talk about the games that got away from the Spurs, uh, yeah, there's probably been more that got away than they than they rescued from the jaws of defeat. But it works both ways. Um, there, there are games that they won. You know, you go to the two they won in L.A. Um, there, there have been games they won that they shouldn't necessarily have won on paper. So it, it, it there has been some of both. But you're you are correct that. When you talk about luck, th- there's been more more bad than good for the Spurs this year. I mean, win two and more overtime games. And I, I think you might be in eighth place right now if you win two more overtime games. I have, uh, to be honest, I haven't yeah. looked at the standing since last night, but you know, yeah. I haven't I haven't viewed coin flips the same way since old uh, No Country for Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, kind of kind of how the season feels. That's 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 my that's that's the season for the Spurs. Well, they lost that, way that too many of and got shot in the head. That that is how <laughs> the uh, coin flip with the Sixers in overtime was. I mean, the, 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 they weren't going to win it. Much like when when the the man at the convenience store, the gas station, is staring at Anton Shiger, yeah, who asked him to ask him to call it. Um, I'm I'm just thinking like uh, what's 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 her face at the end of the movie who says no I don't want to call it that it's it's not about that it's not about the coin flip itself yeah. the ending has already been written the No Country for Old Men was a uh, kind of a nihilistic look at the uh, at the world we live in wasn't so I think that's an appropriate uh, appropriate reference the, for these final couple of weeks of the, of the South season. Texas too yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, you know, the thing now, the storyline now is can they, can they get back on track and get some momentum going? And, you know, uh, so that'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, uh, I like what um, Rudy Gay said last night. You know, it's, that's, that's basically what it's all about right now is just trying to get, get some momentum and, and uh, can they do that? 
Does momentum exist? Does momentum <laughs> is it all a dog's dream? That's the question here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, that's I guess that's something. And and you they do need to uh, win a couple of games at least, I guess, to to officially secure one of those spots, um, the tenth spot to eliminate the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, so they're I mean obviously they don't have the same outlook that the host of this podcast has over the last couple of weeks. I'm just trying to uh, put everything in some perspective. Um, another game against Utah on Wednesday, they, they lost to the Utah jazz on Monday night in a game that was never really in doubt, even though it wasn't a route. It seemed like the jazz controlled throughout get another chance against them on Wednesday. It seems like that was a missed opportunity as I believe the polarizing Jeff McDonald pointed out in the triple take available on expressnews.com for a very reasonable rate as along with all of our uh, local coverage, you can subscribe to the Spurs nation newsletter and get the triple take in your inbox and all that other stuff. But Jeff pointed out that the, the jazz did not make uh, basically any of their three-pointers in the first half. They gave the Spurs an opportunity, which the Spurs did not take. I wonder if they will be as hospitable in the second game of this mini-series. I don't think so. I don't think the Spurs are beating the Jazz. The Jazz remind me, I mean, it's not a direct comparison, but they remind me of what the Spurs were when they were just running rough shot through the league a few years ago. Just a, a team that has been together a long time, um, like DeJounte Murray was saying, everybody on that team knows their roles, knows exactly what to do, knows the system. They execute everything they want to do um, the way they want to do it. They can survive no Mike Conley and no uh, Donovan Mitchell the way the, the uh, Spurs used to be able to you know, put it together for a while if you wanted to sit Tim, Tony, and Manu because everybody, the, all the role players on that team know how to step up and fill the, fill the breach. Um, just watching the Jazz play, you can tell they're a team that, that has been together a while, which is kind of a huge key um, to anything in the NBA. I mean, you, that, to me, that was the most striking distance, uh, distance difference of what we saw in that game last night was one team that has been together a while, knows what it's doing, and one team that is still, I mean, even at this point, is still learning, its, learning each other and, and learning what to do. So I don't, I don't, I, I don't think the Jazz are gettable. For the Spurs, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know it is the NBA; things can happen. But I, I think a lot has to go wrong for Utah, and a lot has to go right for your local Cagers uh, for them to get a W in Salt Lake. If you're if you're looking for a couple of wins on the schedule, I would look elsewhere. It's not a coincidental comparison of the Spurs to the Jazz. The Jazz have a lot of Spurs. DNA is in their program, as we have mentioned on this podcast and in our newspaper in the past. Uh, Quinn Snyder, the coach, served in the Spurs system for a while as the Austin Spurs coach. You had Dennis Lindsay, uh, who was in the Spurs front office. They, they have been up front about wanting to base their whole organization on what the Spurs did. Another smaller market franchise and, um, you know, the, you, you can see it, like like Jeff mentioned, in the, in the way they play and, and the way everybody knows their roles. It's built on defense. It's built on uh, a lot of Spursian type of stuff. 
So, and you know, they haven't uh, won anything yet. Let's not crown them, but they're, they're a really good right. team. I mean, you just watching them play. They're a really good team. Yep. Um, I guess if you're looking for bright spots in the rest of the schedule, um, most of the teams that are left with the exception of Sacramento on Friday are playoff teams. So there's not a lot of automatic victories in there anywhere. But if you start thinking about the way the last week of the season might unfold across the NBA with teams that might not have a lot to play for, um, even while they're near the top of the standings, you have that back-to-back against Phoenix to end it. And Phoenix is one of the best teams in the league. But are they going to be up for a back-to-back in San Antonio, like with 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 not a whole lot at risk, like those could be a couple that the Spurs could grab the momentum that Tom was talking about. Uh, maybe get the get an extra win that they need to to hold on to the would, uh, to the tenth seed. Yeah, it would help uh, the Spurs if uh, the top of the bracket would kind of settle itself by then. Like if if Phoenix is just out of everything, you could see them right. resting a lot of guys during that game. They're during that that set, right. and they might do that anyway. You know, Popwood, you know, again, back when they were a team that was playing for first or second, I, he he would be resting somebody in, in those games, regardless of, of seating, um, just to get them fresh for the playoffs. So you, you might you might that get a way Phoenix back. To, you might get a Phoenix team that is not that is not at full strength. That goes way back to the Robert Sarver days of um, of, of Pop. What did resting people in Phoenix and Robert Sarver dressing up like a chicken because no, he, he didn't dress he up like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't dress he up like a chicken. He, he dressed up chicken. like a chicken. No, he, he, he just dressed made up the, like he wore he made, a clean he made, the, he made the universal sign for chicken on the uh, on the sidelines there. No, he was not a costume, but that was the joke afterwards where Pop said, Well, now I know who was in the San Diego chicken costume all these years which is a great line yes it was a great line but so no sarver was ridiculous because like sarver, chicken. i don't know if you remember this sarver got mad at a preseason game yeah the spurs oh, didn't bring right. a bunch of guys to a pre the, the, no these are two different things he, he was always mad about the spurs yeah. resting people but one was the preseason where he got on the microphone i mean what a ridiculous man got on the microphone the pa microphone like the at the arena and apologized to all uh-huh. the fans and promised to make it up to him. I can't remember what he it up. I hope he refunded all their money because that'd be hilarious. But he did not. What costume uh, was, was he wearing when he got game. a microphone? Um, he was dressed like a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> that means he was not dressed very well, if at all. Um, <laughs> if at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear about this. I don't no, the 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 other this is, this is where this is where I'm glad that they are listeners and not viewers. Mister Finger, Mister Finger, Mister Finger. Shout out to Bob Holm. The um the other back to back of the final week, and we're looking way ahead now. I guess we're going to look at since we're looking at both of these weeks. The back to back Brooklyn Knicks one. Um, both of those teams are. I think the Knicks just clinched their first playoff berth in, in 75 years, something like that. So maybe they, they won't have a whole lot to, to play for during those games. But th- there's going to be opportunities for the Spurs to, to build that momentum, 
to have something positive to think about going into the uh, into the play in, and maybe I will be wrong about the play out the string type of thing. But um, talking, analyzing these games over the next couple of weeks, it just seems like we're leading up to a one game for everything situation, no matter how it, it plays out. Um, and that one game probably is going to be on the road who this is something, uh, that isn't just nihilistic. Um, who of the possible nine seeds do you think is the best matchup for your San Antonio Spurs in a one game playoff at that team's home arena? Well, the choices are your options. Give me the options. Yes. Your options are the Golden State Warriors, who I don't think is going to be anybody's choice, the Memphis Grizzlies, and outside shots at the, I mean, this this would take a lot, but the uh, the Blazers, the Mavericks, the Lakers. I mean, if the Blazers are on the list, I would probably pick them as your oh, best, your best yeah. matchup. You would rather play the Blazers than the Memphis Grizzlies? The Grizzlies are just, for whatever just reason, are a terrible matchup for the Spurs and have been for a couple yeah. years now. I guess the Spurs yeah. did win that game in the opener, but I just think back to uh, when the Spurs came, I mean, the Grizzlies came to San Antonio and just beat them on back-to-back nights. But I think, uh, you can look this up, I think it was a combined 500 points. So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, there's, I guess maybe a better point that you're making is there's not a good place. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to. I think I don't it's wanna, probably. I would pick a team that doesn't as, play. As of this recording, so that's why I would pick Portland. Yeah. And as of this recording, the 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 Blazers are they're red three and a half games ahead of Memphis, so it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be happen. either Memphis or Golden Memphis, State. Yeah. And you'd rather play the Grizzlies. No offense to the Grizzlies, but there's no reason to want to play Steph Curry in a single game playoff. Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. Could be. Except they, they don't. I don't like. I wouldn't like that either. Just because, no just, because just because of the Steph factor. But if you got one game where he just wasn't was a little off, then then they have nothing else. I don't think. Yeah. And again, they're not going to defend you like Memphis will. So those are the those are the kind of teams I think the Spurs in a one game playoff have a, would have a chance to um, get is if you know they can score at will almost. So I would still go with I would still choose to not face Steph Curry, but uh, you know I could understand the argument. That would be. Yeah, it'd be a fun matchup. I mean, it'd be a fun game to cover with Pop and Steve Kerr, and yeah, uh, you know, for I mean, us it would be. I think it would added be added to the list of classic from, Spurs Warriors postseason games. Right, that's yeah. right. Ninth and ten. Yeah, they went yeah. from being one and two in the league and squaring off in the Western Conference Finals to ninth and tenth. Yeah. yeah. No, and Nick, if, if, Nick ahead, will send us all. Nick will send us all to the Bay Area to cover it. I think uh, via Zoom, you know. Via from Zoom. our hotel rooms. <laughs> from our hotel rooms. <laughs> from the hotel room. Via yes. Zoom from the Oyster Point yeah. Fairfield Inn. Now, <laughs> now, if you do win that 9-10 game, then there's the opportunity to play any of those teams I mentioned in the second one. Um, the, the, it would be the loser of the 7-8 game, and that could be your Portland Trailblazers or your Dallas Mavericks or even 
your Los Angeles Lakers. Um, that would be something. LeBron was uh, has has, been, has joined the chorus of stars who have figured out that they don't want to play in the playoff playing game. Uh, joining Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. um, who was very anti-playing when it became evident that he might have to play in it, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that the same thing has happened with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I am a, 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 an admirer of both Luka Doncic and LeBron James. I think they bring a lot of great things to the league. Once seem to be wonderful young men, but they're both whining about some stuff that I think is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and it's just a matter of they realize they have to play in it and, and, and mm-hmm. they're against it. Like I would, like to take, I'm, I'm, I would I'm like pro to take playing. This, I would like to take this opportunity to congratulate the Portland Trailblazers we're spending like 48 hours in seventh place this week and not bitching about the play-in. Yeah. Like good for them. <laughs> Cause everyone else that gets to seventh that falls down to seventh, all of a sudden they realize, uh, we got to play extra games to make the playoffs. You know, I'm with you. Yeah. It's, it, it's funny how it's not a problem. And much like a lot of things that happen in America, it's not a problem until it affects you directly. And then you start. Complaining. Yeah. I think That's I am exactly the only right. person here that is anti-playing game. What's your argument against it? My argument against it is I hate how many teams are in the playoffs, and they just, it just why don't why don't you just throw the whole league in the playoffs? I was just, I'm pro that. See, I'm, I'm, I'm anti that. Just shorten the playoffs. Just, you want to make it interesting? Just I'm not like I think baseball doesn't have to have enough, but in the NBA, sixteen teams. It's more than half the t- league's already making the playoffs. Now 20 out of 30. It's just at some point, it's just stick them all in. And then what's the point? Yeah, Cleveland playing a playoff game. What's I mean, the you point? look at the Spurs, and we're already talking about where they're not going to beat the Warriors in that game, probably. I mean, maybe they do, but in Memphis, they're not as good at they're not as good as Golden State. The top eight teams are going to be the best eight teams in, in both leagues this year, outside of maybe you could make an argument if the Wizards don't make the top eight, that they're better than the teams above them. But I mean, when it's all settled down after 82 games, if you don't have the top eight games done, if you don't know who the top eight teams are, then, you know, I'm sorry. That's there's enough games to determine this. You don't need a playing game that, and what, what, what happens if you keep it? And then one year the eight seed has, you know, 42 wins and then the 30 and the next team has 30 and you get beat and it's just, so you get a ten win difference there. It's sometimes you're just watering this down to point of nothing. I mean, oh, oh. I just I just don't like it. I just Allow don't like me to retort. Else. Allow me to retort. Retort, Mike. Um, all of what Nick said just now is 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 true. But several 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 arguments in favor of the play in. Um, to kind of counteract that. First of all, there's not, none of these teams are bad. Um, the Spurs are still at, they, they're still right at 500. And if you, if you play 82 games that are right at 500, like that, I don't have a problem. Even if you're a little below with getting an extra game, it's fine. It's fun. Um, the other thing is like, it's, it's not a, it would be, it would be worse in baseball where the postseason is more of a crapshoot. In, in the NBA postseason, the best team usually wins the playoff series. 
So even if you let some extra teams in, it's not like they're going to be a threat to undo what, for example, the Utah Jazz have done all season or the Philadelphia 76ers have done all season. Like they're probably going to lose anyway. But it, it just adds some extra um, intrigue to, first of all, the end of the regular season where now you do have the Lakers and the Mavericks and the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics and teams like that around 6-7 where they do have something a little extra to play for. The other thing is it cuts down on the number of teams who are just completely mailing in the last month of the regular season. More teams that have a little something to play for is good. So often, even with eight teams in, in each conference in the playoffs, which seems like a lot, there's a lot of teams that are completely out of it early on. And, it, and, and most years, the last month of the regular season is what I started this podcast with, just people spinning their wheels, biding their time until the postseason. Um, the, so other thing, the other thing is, and this I think might be the most important, is if there is a temptation for, let's say you're in the eighth seed, ninth seed, you're, you're in most seasons. If, if, if there's a Zion Williamson type talent at the top of the draft, you might be thinking, oh, do I even want the eighth seed? Do I even want to get in there? Or do I want to uh, lose on purpose to fall out of the playoffs and into the lottery? When you're in this seven to ten situation now in the play-in, like that, that limits that because if you get into the play-in and win, you're in the playoffs. If you get into the play-in and lose, you're in the lottery. Like it smooths out those 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 tanking divides, and I, I think that's a that's a good thing for the league as a whole. I think it's good they smooth the lottery odds. I think this play-in is good for for just the to to preserve the competitive nature of the end of the regular season. So do you continue it after this season? And and doesn't doesn't a lot of the uh, complaints, maybe a lot is too strong, but some of the complaining has to do with it just coming in this COVID season. That's been stressful on, on the, on the players so much that, yeah, they, they would like to be able to coast into the playoffs and, and get some rest. That, that was, I believe the Mavericks argument. I think Mark, Mark Cuban piped up and said that this was a bad idea because of what you just said. In a COVID season, they should be allowed to have some rest at the end. Um, I, I, but in, in, a yeah. regular, in, in an 82-game season, I think it's fine. I remember Mark yeah, Cuban I, said I that. But remind, remind me, uh, what was the vote on the Board of Governors for instituting the play-in? Right. Uh, right. I'm not sure there was a vote against it. It was unanimous. Yeah. Yeah, I believe uh, Mark, me again, Mark, is Mark Cuban is Cuban on the Board of government, Governors. He right. is. Yeah. So he yeah. voted for it yeah. or he came out against it. Yeah. He's a flip-flopper. He's a flip-flopper. Well, <laughs> well he came out against it when his star came out against it, which I think is, is just smart business when you're Mark Cuban. It is. No one ever said that um, uh, Mark Cuban is a bad businessman. Um, what is going on in our chat? I don't know. It's uh, – I think I think there's some 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 angst about whether or not any of this has been recorded. Correct. Well, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Well, it's it shows recording for me. Um, yeah. It was about the last minute, so everything looks copacetic on this end, and that allows me. 
to finish this podcast as we usually do. Because look, I mean, look, good luck with this, this. Good luck with this. Let's let's see let's I, see how this goes. I'm 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 actually interested. I, I, I don't want I don't want this Luis. Part I've been waiting for all day. I don't want Luis to edit any of this out because I think the viewers have a right to know when things don't go well, even for the people they greatly admire, like the hosts of this podcast. Like I think it's good for them to see that the host of this podcast and the and all the panelists on this podcast do face adversity and do face moments where they're questioning if if anything they've done really matters. Because there was a moment in this chat from our secure locations where there was there was a panic. Do we need to stop? Uh, did are we even recording? And and think about that. Think about how if we would have had this entire conversation that went for nothing, the viewers never would have seen or heard it. And I know they're never going to see it, but they never would have heard it. Like that would have been that would have been frustrating. But the point is, you're not doing it for others. You're doing it for yourself. We had this conversation, whether or not it was recorded. (laughs) We had it to fulfill what's inside of us. And I think that's what the local cagers need to do. And I think when I started this podcast, wondering if the next two (laughs) weeks mattered, I've answered my own questions. Of course, the next two weeks matter. Of course they do. It doesn't matter if the next two weeks are being recorded. It doesn't matter if the next two weeks are going on the the record. It doesn't matter if it changes, whether the the Spurs finish in 10th place or or in 20th. Holy moly. Of course it matters because you play to win the game. You you live to 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 live the life. <laughs> the victory that, the victory is do. in the Just effort. Get your shovel out. I, I am, the victory's in the effort. And and I, and I I think I think the listeners need to hear that. That whether or not this was recorded, whether or not they're actually hearing this, that we did this, we made an effort because it does matter. <laughs> What we say matters, what we do matters, how we live matters. And so I urge everyone, hopefully they're listening to this. Maybe they're not. Maybe this is going into the void. But even if it is going into the void, take care of each other and keep it real. (laughs) Get those coin flips right. Right.